Hello and welcome to Diminishing Returns. My name is Alan, and with me as always is Sol. Hello. Who is a little bit ill today. and he's Got a feel, cold. He's not 100%, but I'm sure being the professional broadcaster he is here will bring, bring it. Uh, <coughs> yep, there it is. Okay, and, and uh, joining us today, a new guest host, uh, it's Chris Hammond. Hello. Hello there. Thanks for joining us, Chris. I was half expecting to hear the music at the beginning. I'm a bit sad. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've seen behind the curtain. <laughs> yes. This, this is, uh, we, we've had a few of these lately where it's like a crossover episode of, of the show with another podcast almost. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. I'm, I'm, giving you, outfit. I'm giving you a chance to plug your show. I'd normally be more on it, but I'm ill. <laughs> so I'm just, <laughs> everything's very half-assed for me today, I'm afraid. A little bit like Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I host another podcast called The Spoilt Milk Podcast. Um, Me, a lady called Catty, if you want to call her that. She's utterly (laughs) foul-mouthed. And then uh, just a hobo that we found off the street. And we talk about (laughs) shit films. (laughs) Excellent. And that can be found in all the usual places, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I never know what to say with the plug-in. It's just like, go find it. Yeah, spoiled milk. That's... Google it. <laughs> yeah. <you> lazy shits. <laughs> okay, so, guys, today we're looking at Justice League, so perhaps Chris... This is another thing we've we've done a lot of lately, is is returning to films that we uh, covered at. in a review of the year episode <laughs> a while ago. Because <laughs> now we, we've caught up with the, the two-year period it takes to make a film, <laughs> I think, basically. <laughs> So, Chris, why don't you give us a give us a little introduction to yourself by telling us what you think of the the DC universe prior to Justice League? Oh, it's a tricky one because I I actually oh Alexa just oh (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a weird one because I listened to your previous episode where you did Batman versus Superman and you did all the other Batman films. Batman v Superman. Oh, sorry. It's very Dawn of Justice. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I I kind of forgot how much I liked the DC universe before they came and cocked it up. Um, um, well, when you when you say you like the DC universe, do you mean the kind of broad franchise, like not this specific continuity, but you know Batman, Superman in general, or do you mean Man of Steel? You were a fan. Do you know I didn't mind Man of Steel, and the weird part is looking back now, loads of other people were quite happy with it. I know that Empire gave it four stars, and I quite liked yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I I remember feeling like I was being more negative than most people when it came out. I think most people were kind of like, yeah, it was all right. Uh, anything with Costner in, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but even like the Tim Burton Batman films, really liked those. I know. Uh, I was quite surprised to hear Alan. You said that you didn't really like Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah. I mean, is that a surprise? It's Alan. <laughs> he hates everything. <laughs> I don't, I don't Every, like anything. Everything. And yeah, and then the the Nolan films, but yeah, some of the others are just absolute like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 prefaced uh, the Justice League release by looking at Wonder Woman, mm. um, which has been generally received as the best one in the in the series, and that certainly bears up my in opinion. this continuity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of... So, so what were you, what were your thoughts on Wonder Woman? I liked Wonder Woman. I thought it was good. Um, it's a low bar. Um, <laughs> yeah. to, to be the, the best but 
Do you know what? I liked David Thewlis in his little panties yeah. as well. Oh, I, I always loved Thewlis. <laughs> when he was like, I'm just going to lay around with my six pack and pants <laughs> on. I don't think I've ever seen David Thewlis in something where he wasn't my favourite thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> like Dragonheart. <laughs> I, I've I've seen bits of that, weirdly, but never the whole thing. But yeah, I thought Wonder Woman was... was decent um i quite liked the fish out of water approach i liked that gal gadot or however you pronounce her name she had brought quite an innocence to the role uh, which i thought fit for that film but she was still kind of doing it a little bit in this and i thought that was uh poorly poorly managed (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, i wasn't a big fan of how they uh treated that hundred year passage of time (laughs) No. Well, let's, I think let's... I complained about that uh, when we covered this last time, actually, specifically with reference to Steve, Steve. Who, um, <laughs> who is is treated like you know she lost him a week ago. Yeah, but well, we'll come in. Know. We'll get into that. We'll, we'll go through it. But yeah, you, as you suggesting there, we have discussed this film before. We did it in our mm. review of the year after it came out, whichever one it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which episode it was. But so we, that means we, we talked about it for about 10 minutes. So today we're mm. going to give it a proper thorough going through. Remind me how you felt about it, Alan, about then. Um, yeah, kind of... As good as Suicide Squad? <laughs> Before or after I watched it second time. Uh, no, I, 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 I settled it as a kind of... By the numbers, fairly standard, not great thing that, it, you know, actually a bit like... I'm not into superhero films, really, so it's just a lot of nonsense to me. On the last review, when we, we first watched it, I gave it 6 out of 10. Um, uh. And, and let, we shall see if that changes by the end of this episode. <laughs> if it changes, it's going to go down from a 6. I can't, there's no way you're going to put it up. Why do you think you, you don't like superhero films? Well, I don't like fantasy in general. Um, so the superhero stuff I like tends... You're including towards, sci-fi in that as well, right? I prefer the sci-fi element stuff to the fantasy element stuff. Mm. Um, so you like Cyborg, but you don't like Wonder Woman? Um, <laughs> no, not necessarily. But I don't like like a giant monster guy coming down with his special club of magic and, and all that sort mm. of nonsense. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not really into action films in general. I, I like character-driven stuff. I, whenever I like stuff about a superhero film, it's because of the interesting character stuff they do with it. Mm. Why Wonder Woman was a bit more engaging. And I just get very bored with action scenes very quickly. So the quicker they get them done, the better. Yeah. And obviously Zack Snyder is the opposite of that because he likes to put them all in slow motion and draw them out. For- oh, he loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> he loves slow motion. I, the major I mean, problem with uh, this universe building thing uh, that, that like Marvel do, obviously, in DC is that I don't remember anything after about two weeks of watching it. So I've got no idea who people are or like where, like the details of their backstory. So... I lose a lot of it, I think. Like, just watching this again, after we watched it, what was it, six months ago, whatever? A year ago, yeah, really? Yeah, that, I don't know. When I watched this the first time, we'd recently watched Wonder Woman, and mm. now when I watched it again, I, I couldn't really remember much about that. I, I, I couldn't remember if I was supposed to know anything about The Flash and Cyborg, or if they were new characters. No, nope, they're I, new. Oh, good. Okay, so <laughs> that's, that, that explains why I couldn't remember anything about their backstory. It doesn't explain why they're not given much here, 
But they, they're not entirely new. I think the Flash makes like three seconds of screen time in the previous films, just kind of appearing in a vortex, going Wah! and then disappearing <laughs> again. But he's, and, he's essentially a new introduction here. And then is Jason Yo Mama just he turns up on <laughs> on like a video screen or something? He's like, uh, he's he's um, it's Maui, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Alan, would you like this film a lot more if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was Aquaman? <laughs> yes. You know he he's meant to be in the DC universe or he was going to be in it. I don't know if he's still Chris, oh, yeah. you might you might know this. Yeah, he, he was cast as someone, wasn't he? Black Adam, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know much about the character, but No, I don't. Black Adam. He was he, he was officially cast as someone in the DC. Sounds like a very twenty first century name. <laughs> but I I think I don't know because the DC universe is having such a shake up now. Uh, I don't know if it's still going ahead or what. Can can we talk about the DC universe? Because Sol, you yeah. always seem to know all the kind of background information. <laughs> what the hell is going on with it? Oh, I don't. I've, I've, well, have I've they have they officially that. booted out Zack Snyder yet? Oh yeah, yeah. That that was a while ago. That oh, I think. Good. Well, I don't think they've officially. I think his daughter died. He went and took some personal time, and they, I think they kind of went right. Now's now's our chance, and sort of <laughs> locked the door, and wouldn't let him back in. Um, but I think he is officially gone from the DC universe now. Uh, obviously, uh, Joss Whedon uh, infamously took over. To finish completion of this film and handled a load of reshoots, which is part of why it's such a jumbled mess of uh, tones and, and mm. ideas. But yeah, I think moving forward, they don't really they're they're kind of torn between wanting to wipe the slate clean and start again, and Wonder Woman being successful, yeah. uh, and an Aquaman already having been filmed. Uh, mm. So, although uh, word on the street is Aquaman's good. Mm. Oh yeah. Believe- yeah, and this like reports from early screenings are saying it's good, so I, I can believe it. It's James Wan; he, you know, mm-hmm. seems to know what he's doing. So he did. He did like. Is it The Conjuring or Insidious? Or he's got a horror background. He did a lot of horror things and Fast Saw. and the Furious films as well. So he sort of flitted between big, massive action and horror. Mm, interesting. So yeah, I mean, th- there were loads of films planned, but they they just made a complete. A complete pig's ear of everything, trying to copy Marvel, moving too quickly, not you know taking the time to build things and try stuff out and get into a, a rhythm and a groove, and they just shat the bed really. But yeah. now it means we're in this really awkward place where they're putting loads of films into production that are not tied to this continuity at all, like this Joaquin Phoenix Joker film they're making, oh, yeah. um, which you know they they look like potentially quite interesting films but i think general audiences are going to be so like confused when they start dripping these things out when we've got a a whacking phoenix jonix uh, whacking phoenix joker film coming out alongside a jared leto uh, yeah. what's her name margot robbie spin-off and a you know margot robbie harley quinn female batman villain team up film and and what about Shazam? Where does that fall into all this? I think that's set in the same universe, but it's just a, a an uncharacteristically playful looking film. But I think mm. I think that's the other thing is they're kind of leaning hard on on trying to make things more upbeat and happy. And because mm. Wonder Woman was praised so much for being kind of optimistic and not being downbeat and 
dour like Zack Snyder is wont to to do, um, and that you know Joss Whedon certainly seemed to be hired to make Justice League a bit more fun and quippy and light. Yeah, Shazam's a weird one. Have you seen the trailer for that, Alan? No. I think there was talk of Dwayne the Rock Johnson being Shazam. At I one remember point that. As well. I remember that talk. Who who is yeah. it? Who's in it then? Um, you, you know, Banana Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, as in the 1980s cartoon, or, or is it yeah, something yeah. else I'm not referencing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the 1980s cartoon where a little kid eats a banana and then turns into this kind of Superman type oh, yeah. figure. I, that was basically a spoof of Shazam, from what I can gather. <laughs> Shazam yeah. is this kid says the word Shazam and then um, turns into a character called Captain Marvel. Uh, and th- there's a whole oh, load really? of. Yeah, there's a whole load of obvious like legal dispute yes. over who owns so, the rights to Captain Marvel. Marvel are currently making their own Captain Marvel film. That's nothing to do with it. So Captain Marvel is not a Marvel character, you're telling me? Well, there's a DC Captain Marvel and a Marvel Captain Marvel. They're two different characters. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think I don't think they use... Um, basically, Shazam was called Captain Marvel, but then there, were, there, were, there was a legal battle, and at some point they landed on, okay, you can use the name for the character, but all the titles of the stuff and marketing has to go by Shazam. So this is what I mean. Audiences are going to be very confused in the next few years, I think. It's, it's getting to that point. I'm confused. I've got no idea. Like, is Venom? What's Venom doing? He's not part of Spider-Man anymore, and it's oh. what's going on. It's all it's all a fucking state. Venom's crossing over with Jared Leto as Morbius, the vampire. Jared Leto's playing a Joker, but it's not Whacking Phoenix Joker. I think there's some other Joker project in the works. It's just a state. There's another Spider-Man, isn't it? Yeah, there? animated Spider-Man. That looks quite good, actually. But yeah. So mm. what? What was that film with Shaquille O'Neal in it? Uh, <laughs> was, um, was that called Shazam as well? That Shazam? Yeah, That's what I'm so, thinking yeah. of when you say Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I've looked it up. It's Kazam. Uh, right. With Shaquille O'Neal as Kazam. So what, who's in Shazam then? Who's who's playing the... I guess the child is an unknown child, but... Uh, one, more or less, a child, yeah. He's, he was in it. He, was, he played Eddie in it. Oh, right. I didn't yeah. realize it was him. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the guy playing the big, the big superhero guy, is Zachary Levi. If that Never means anything to you, Zachary Never Levi. Why do I know that name? Is he? Is he the son of Gene Levy, who's in American, uh, no. American Pie? Um, hang on, I know, let me look him up because I know that name. Are you familiar with the weird comedy dramery but comedy thing, Chuck? I've heard, uh, I haven't seen it, but I um, I don't think anyone actually watched it, but it ran for a while. He was Chuck. Um, I think that's his it. biggest. Uh, I think that's his biggest claim to fame. Yeah, that's a pretty big, big deal. Is he a big fella then? Is he, or is Shazam more of a? Um, because he's not. I, he's not a big guy. He's not like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson, is he? He's not like ridiculously muscular. I think he's the kind of guy you might cast as Superman rather than mm. you know a, a muscly, um, obscenely muscly guy. I don't know, he looks quite big in these pictures, but he's stood next to a child, so it's hard to gather if that's just... <laughs> well, sorry if this is a bit on a tangent, but talking of casting Superman, hasn't Henry Cavill uh, quit now? Yeah, 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 he's um, he's yeah, he's yeah, left the, the DC universe. I don't know if he was quit or he was kind of ousted or what, but... Yeah, Everyone just gone. forgot he was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's been quite a mixed reaction to that. A lot of people were sort of like, 
who fucking cares? He's the most forgettable, boring man in the world. And everyone I think else I came, was like, yes, he's gone. I think I came to his defense online when someone was complaining about him and I realized I was thinking of Army Hammer and I backed down. <laughs> um, so uh, there you go. But no, you know, to be fair to him, he played a good Superman. Yeah. Yeah, but also to be fair to him, Superman's a shit character. Yeah. And we all yeah. know this. Well, mm. yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm yes. not sure. No, yes. I don't know. I, I don't know. I Superman stories have the potential to be incredibly interesting, and whilst I'm not sure that Superman himself is particularly interesting, I think he existing and the stories you can tell with him kind of justify that. And it, like you couldn't tell the same stories if he wasn't the kind of boring character that he that he is. So mm. I, I, it's hard to say. I, I get where you're coming from. And I certainly wouldn't want a, an interesting, you know, like a character study about Superman. But Superman's very good for exploring the implications of, you know, ethical conundrums on the, the world around him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get quite deep and intelligent with him, really. The films don't tend to do yeah, that. Yeah, so do they ever do that? They haven't yet, but there's the potential there. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Henry Cavill certainly, or Cavill certainly... Um, embodied everything about the guy so far. I, I think he did a very good job playing the role. It's just that these, these haven't been the best uh, run of films for him to be in. Has he done anything else that I've seen? Well, he's in the new Mission Impossible, isn't he? Um, yeah, then... yeah. Because he had his moustache that <laughs> caused problems oh, on God. this film. <laughs> um, he was in that Man from Uncle thing, I uh, think. With Army Hammer. With Army Hammer. Mm. Who do you think, would you say that um, Christopher Reeve is is the best Superman to ever go on screen. Um, I think the, I I always think the original Superman films are shit as well as the old ones, mm. uh, the newer ones. So <laughs> um, I don't really care. My favorite would be Dean Cain because that's the one I grew up with. Yes, and the Adventures of Lois and Superman. Or Dean Cain. <laughs> but that's that's what I think of as Superman. I quite like the original Superman films, but I honestly, if I was to pick my favorite, like Superman is the actor to portray him. It might be Henry Cavill, honestly. I don't know, I'd have to watch them all again. I mean, he is such a kind of bland character that it is very much like a mannequin could it's do a, it. It's and... a, yeah, it's a tough role, to be fair. It's a, it's a tough one to take on. Is Henry Cavill bland enough to play James Bond? <laughs> he's got to be there. Like, you know, two years uh, I mean, he's, he's, on all the, he's on all those um, of course he is, cause lists, he shortlists, but... but I think he's a bit too um, Crap. obvious and... Yeah. And boring, and so I don't. But if you're happen. coming off coming off Daniel Craig, you need to go to something else, as in not a not a buff guy, but like someone who looks good in a tuxedo, like your Pierce Brosnan type of Bond. Mm. Do you have the option to message Calvin and see? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think he gets very angry when people say Henry Cavill should be Bond. I, th- I think he gets like, oh, he's too old already, for fuck's sake. It's too old? How old is he? I don't know. Cal- I know I know. he doesn't like it if you suggest Tom Hiddleston. He doesn't like it if you suggest Idris Elba. And I think <laughs> Henry Cavill falls into that as well. Right. But yeah, you know, I'll, 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 I'll defend Henry Cavill to a point. Um, and I, I think he's very good in this film, actually given what he had to work with. Oh, he barely does um, anything. I think he brings enough of that kind of twinkle-in-the-eye charm to Superman in the bits that were clearly done by Joss Whedon, where his lips all fucked up. And even though he looks like a rat boy genius, he's... Um, <laughs> he's um, I don't know, he's got enough 
of that kind of Superman, I'm a real American hero kind of charm to him. Mm. Um, I I could I not believe how much of the film he had that weird top lip. I was expecting it to be a couple of scenes. Yeah, it was. I mean, there were extensive reshoots Joss Whedon did, which was like mm. reported as like twenty percent or something of the film, which is still not a majority. But honestly, like watching the film, I I think almost every scene is Joss Whedon. <laughs> it like it is, really it, feels. It comes a point where it's easier just to digitally put on a mustache to the bits yeah. that weren't him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And just say that, oh yeah, when we revived him, he had a moustache, we don't know why. It's yeah, he's been growing, because he wasn't fully dead, so he's been growing hair the whole time. <laughs> well, doesn't your hair still keep growing when you die anyway? So they have their, their excuse. Yeah. But uh, he, he has, he's got a really big pubic bush. <laughs> <laughs> it just bulges in his suit. Oh, God. But yeah, it, it's, it's weird. Like I, I started um, re-watching this film yesterday. I started trying to pinpoint which scenes were Joss Whedon and which ones were Zack Snyder. And mm. I got four or five scenes into the film and got bored and stopped making notes. But, but it, I mean, people made a big thing about how... I read a lot of things saying it was very seamless, how, how they kind of had two directors' stuff in mm. there, two writers' stuff in there. And I don't think it is at all. I think it's really obvious when Zack Snyder's done it, when Joss Whedon's done it. It's all the character moments and little quippy moments are so blatantly Joss Whedon scenes. There's loads of Superman that's clearly Joss Whedon because he's trying to make the character work and like rescue it, like the the phone footage at the start of of Superman. You know, I, yeah. What was he... the point? Oh, yeah. What was the point of that? By yeah. the way, what was the point of just sticking that? In? Um, I think number one, it rem- it rem- uh, it reminds you that Superman's in the film because you're not yeah, going to have okay, any mention yeah, of him enough. for an hour. Mm, uh, number two, it reminds you that Superman was a kind of, or should be a sort of pillar of hope and and kind of tying back into that. I mean, I think that's largely it, those two things, but it, it's it, it also kind of recontextualizes. Why does it end on a cliffhanger? A what, the phone thing? Oh, because he's going to yeah. go fight. Um, I think it's a reference to one of the earlier films, but mm. I can't remember what scene it's meant to be. It's so heavily cut, this film. It just seemed like an odd choice to keep that in. If you're going to trim something, that was a really odd scene to keep in. I think that was something they went... like That feels like one of the last-minute additions where they were like, this Mm. isn't working without this. We need to go and add that in. I think think you're probably exactly right. It is just like, shit, everyone's going to... Like we're just dropping Superman in this an hour in. Let's let's just yeah remind everyone that he's a thing. Yeah, mm. and and like I say, it recontextualizes him because he, he, he we've only seen him in these grim, dour Zack Snyder films where he's punching the shit out of Bruce Wayne and having a big mm. fight and whining and it, it kind of it, it it recontextualizes him as a as Superman as he's more conventionally portrayed in the comics, which, you know, is quite upbeat and happy and friendly. And I think there's something to be said for that as well. Mm. Um, it also it also sets a tone for the film because you can see how fucked his upper lip looks and you're like, oh, this is going to be a mess <laughs> of a film, isn't it? Um, this, this, you just reminded me there, actually, that, you know, the whole preface of this film is, you know, Superman's dead and the whole world's gone to shit because of it. A man angrily kicks over some fruit in slow motion. <laughs> uh, that's, so that's how bad the world has got. 
Well, that's uh, so obviously that's the most blatantly <laughs> Zack Snyder taking over for that bit because everything's in slow motion all of a sudden. If there, you know what, if there's one thing Zack Snyder does well, it's the opening credits to a film. Yeah, those montages. Where it's a slow motion mm. montage with a nice song, well chosen. Mm. Well, it's because he's a music video director. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's got? And he's always crazy. managed to pull that off in all of his films, really. <laughs> I could not remember at all what happened, and I, I, Superman had died. I don't know how he died. Batman was involved somehow. He went to, he charged at a monster and accidentally got stabbed or something. It didn't make much sense. So how was it Batman's fault? How was it Bruce's fault? It wasn't. It wasn't. Why does he feel so guilty about it and then all that? Then? Bad writing. He started on him. Yeah, yeah. He was I remember from the other film that Batman suddenly decided Superman had to die. For no yep. reason, and that was the plot of the film. But I can't remember anything else about it. I think he just feels bad about trying to kill him before he died, and it's not written very well. Okay. But they set up the end of the last one. They have that that post. Is it a post credit sequence where you see the grave of? I don't Superman. think it's even. I don't think it's even post credit. I think it's like right the final shot before the credits roll, of uh, um, the, like the, the like the, the dust yeah, or the, yeah. the gravel, and then they just completely ignore that. Yeah. But he's giving yeah, off no some mention sort of energy, yeah, that's all. Yeah. If you're going to bring him back, there you go. You've you've written in and out, and then they just ignore it and throw a cube at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, though, there are a handful of action scenes in this film that I think are very good. Oh, yeah? Uh, one of which <laughs> is when the um, iconic rock band, Canadian-American rock band from the late 60s, early 70s, attacks Wonder Woman Island. And goes to f- steal a cube. Yeah. And they're like, born to be wild. I don't think so. And run away with a box. And he's like, that's done very well for the most part. Yeah. I and mean, again, again, the editing is schizophrenic. Um, it, it really feels like a mess. There's shots where it's like, hang on, did they just die? That character mm. just disappeared from that shot to the next. Uh, I don't know quite what's happened there. But for the most part, I think that's a nice, tense kinetic scene it works well i I remember when in that thing i was like this has to be fake like the way the camera's moving around a running horse it's like i know some of this is fake but it's done really well i can't yeah, yeah. i can't figure out what is fake so i have to give yeah. credit for that because i was thinking i hate when they do all these unrealistic camera movements because it just reveals how fake it is but then i'm like oh well they've done it <laughs> they've done it well <laughs> if you can do it that realistically then Sod it. I guess yeah. that's the that's the future. Isn't it? And the other one is when they revive Superman, and he's like zombie Superman, and he has a fight with him. I think that's a pretty good. I was re- scene. I was really hoping it would get a proper zombie Superman. That is. Such I know. A, I like yeah. you could you could do a whole film around that where he's just like brains, like <laughs> ripping people apart and stuff. And I know it, it's a missed and opportunity then, because. Because they they boil that whole, you could do a whole film. You, they boil it down to about five minutes where they have a fight, and then you know Superman's yeah, only weakness, love. And, yeah, and, you know, that's it's, that. It's such a, move a, on. Yeah, but I I do love that moment when when uh, when the Flash is running past him, and then he slowly turns his head, and you're like, oh shit, he can move as quickly <laughs> yeah. as he can. It's it's he's like genuinely menacing as well. I, I think it's done quite I well. I think it's, that's Ezra Miller that sells that, because he's, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh shit, this is something I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he's hands down the best thing in this film, I would say, Ezra Miller. 
I've heard a lot of sniffy things about him where people are like, he's not playing the role right. I don't really know the... um, Well, I have no context of the comic book character, so I don't care about that. He's fairly in line with the Flash that I've... <clears throat> that I've seen before, which isn't a massive amount of portrayals of him, but they're large. I mean, this guy's maybe slightly younger and and more naive than the Flash mm. as I've seen him before, but I think that's fine. It's it's a young I, Flash. I did I did like him. The the kind of the whole so socially awkward genius thing is a little bit overdone. Yeah, but um, he does it well. Uh, they didn't overplay it. I think when he does a film on his own, that's going to be a more the delicate yes. balance to, to tread. Being the kind of comic relief character in a in an ensemble film is a bit easier. Yeah, um, I completely agree. But I think it. there's a lot of personality there that you can work with. So I, you know, high hopes. But the, the, it was almost like they didn't know who they wanted to do the heavy lifting of the story. Some mm. of it was was Bruce Wayne, and then they were kind of almost trying to shoehorn it into uh, Wonder Woman, mm. and then Clark Kent came back, and then it was his yeah. film for a bit. I think Wonder Woman, my my guess is Wonder Woman was a big hit, so they were like, Joss, can, yeah. you, can you add some more Wonder mm. Woman, please? And he was like, yeah, I guess I so, guess, yeah. I imagine that as well. So, do you want to go through the film and then we'll kind of... I started making notes, but I, I gave up pretty quickly. Because um, I, I, you know, I saw the film fairly recently and I just sort of started letting it wash over me. Um, yeah. We established basically early on, first scene with Batman, that there's some sort of evil robot man-moth creature that is oh, attacking God, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, A man-moth? Yes. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. Um which I, I get. There's no. We've got no previous context for that, have we? It's just like, oh, look, there's this thing. We, we're going to um, find out what it is. Uh, there's a bizarre dream sequence in Batman v Superman where you see some weird man moth type things buzzing is around. Is there? Yeah, it's very brief and it doesn't make any sense within the context of the film. I think it's meant to be. I think it was meant to set stuff up that never really quite happened, and ultimately it's been repurposed as Batman having a sort of vision of things to come. But it, yeah, it, it plays very weird. It's like this weird zombie alien on wings that he's got to deal with. This is one of the big problems with this film. That, and I don't want to always compare DC to Marvel, but Batman is basically the equivalent of Hawkeye. And in Mar- in Marvel, they're like, well, get him on the top of a building, shooting arrows with Aaron Taylor-Johnson in his shit accent. But in this one, they want Batman to be the leader, but he's clearly inferior to the others. You've got Superman, who's a god, mm. and Wonder Woman, who's a god. Mm. And then Batman's leading it with his little, like, pen knife. Being like, <laughs> well, gonna f- but the, the, the problem with it is... He's not got great leadership skills. That's the yeah. problem. If he was just a really great leader, it would it could work. It's like that is exactly saying Alfred it. has no skills, but but he what yeah. he his job he does it really well. That is exactly it. In in good versions of Justice League, it works because Batman is a good leader and he's intelligent, and you can buy that he is you know good at bringing ideas to the table and plans. And whereas here he comes across like an idiot. And one that kind of would wind you up to be around. We got Batman as a sort of ineffectual leader to the point where part of the plot is him getting Wonder Woman to take over. Yeah. Because <laughs> he can't be bothered. <laughs> He's like, look, let me pay for everything. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Just... 
as long as I can join in and have a fight with you sometimes. <laughs> is there is there some indication of trying to set up a potential romance between Bruce Wayne and, and Princess yes. Diana? Yes, yes, right. yes, yes, okay. yes. yes. Yeah. And they they didn't really they didn't really lay it on thick, but it felt like they were laying mm. ground for something later on. Lady Die, Batman, they've always been a bit of a will they won't they, is my understanding. They've always been a bit yeah. of a Ross and that's Rachel probably the best way to play it. Sam actually, and Diane, it, like mm. rather than they definitely have done stories in various forms where they've you know got together and stuff. But I think they pre- they normally just kind of have a very you know, slightly flirty relationship, and then there's usually a love triangle situation that ends up developing because Bruce will go off with the uh, reporter or someone or Catwoman. Yeah, um, mm. yeah. he's just no Steve Trevor, is he? Steve. Yeah. And I think Wonder <laughs> Woman often goes off with someone else. So yeah, it's a weird thing, but they they definitely do um, have a quite a history of yeah. That's Speaking funny. of which, um, I, I've come to realise I have a bizarre fetish for Wonder Woman's outfit as it appears in these films. <laughs> okay. is it? Does it have to have a Wonder Woman in it, or are you alright with just the outfit? Well, it's weird, because initially I was like, is Gal Gadot really, like, phenomenally attractive? And obviously she like she's, you know, supermodel standards, you know, standard. Mm. But she doesn't really do anything for me unless she's in that very specific outfit. And I realise it's not her, it's the outfit. And <laughs> it's a very specific... Like, it's not any Wonder Woman outfit. It's specifically the kind of Thor fantasy Lord of the Rings style Wonder Woman outfit that we get in these films. And I think it's specifically the Wonder Woman outfit because all the other Amazonians weren't doing it for me. I was really paying attention. So I, I don't know quite what it is, but there's something, there's some very specific combination of things there that that I find very attractive. She was definitely m- more sexualized in this film. The amount of like ass shots was quite ridiculous. What about uh, Thirsty Lois? Was that a, a BJ joke? <laughs> <laughs> Where Diane Lane was like, I've heard you're the thirstiest young woman. Uh, I mean, hungry. Yeah, that's what they say around here. <laughs> was that really what they were going for? Because I, I had to like rewind it. The, I thought exactly the same thing, because if they weren't going for that, then it doesn't work as a bit of dialogue. It doesn't mean no. it was, it's a pointless thing to say. Unless she just said the wrong word in, in the tape. Yeah. And they yeah. just went with it. But we... We um we right at the beginning of the film we after we've established Batman and the Man Moths we establish Wonder Woman again in a totally non contextual mm. scene just to show what she does. Yeah, in the one scene I can't quite figure out which bits were Joss Whedon and which bits were Zack Snyder. Well, the slow it, motion it, bits were probably. Well, I don't know. It, I I almost I almost suspect in this instance that what we're getting is Joss Whedon attempting to Snyder. do something in the style of Zack Snyder. And that's why it isn't actually a very good action scene, and it doesn't really work because <laughs> there's lots of slow motion, but it's not like good. And if there's one thing Zack Snyder can do, it's slow motion. So it's a very small scene. It's like you've got mm. a guy with a briefcase bomb, and then like a dozen or so people up against the wall that are hostages. But you only ever yeah. see like a shot of them at a time. Feels like they were shooting in a room where they only had like a four foot section of wall to shoot against, mm. and yeah. that was all that, they had to that, work with. That shot of uh, Wonder Woman stood atop. Lady Liberty as well. That is pure Joss Whedon writing. That, ha- like, regardless of the rest of it, that has to be a Joss Whedon moment, surely. Um, can I ask actually about Wonder Woman? Like, what her skills are? Is it is it established? Because here she has like she's super speed. I know she's got the bracelets of bullet deflection. She's, she's super strong. Mm. I think she's very fast, but not like 
the flash oh, levels are fast. Can she fly or just jump? I think I think she can just jump. Yeah. Right. Well, this is what I couldn't get about f- the Flash either. Is it the Flash or just Flash? I never know. I think it's the Flash, but I don't know. The Flash, the definite mm. article. He, he. What were his powers? Because he was running really fast and then like running into walls and then just getting up and being like, I'm all right. I think he's <laughs> just meant to be really fast, but they kind of have cartoon physics. Yeah, you've got to play with it. Because also, like, he's supposed to wear this suit that protects him. I've no idea where he got that suit from, by the way. I, don't, I guess that's mm. not explained. But he's supposed to have this suit that you know protects him from the, I guess, the friction and the the heat and pressure that would come from moving Chief. that quickly. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't got a face mask on, and he grabs people and moves them, and they they're perfectly fine. So yeah, like I don't know if your ears would, your eardrums would burst at least or something. You know what I mean? I think he's traveling faster than sound, isn't he? But he never creates yeah. a sonic boom. Uh-huh. And we're oh we're forgetting Captain Buzzkill, <laughs> fucking cyborg. <laughs> Look, he's not a laugh a minute, all right, but he's important. You know, I I like cyborg in this film. <laughs> oh, no. I, like I I think he's I think he's interesting. I like that kind of Frankenstein's monster, moody twat, just killing everyone's good time. I, I like. That. <laughs> I was going to ask about cyborg. In terms of in the comics or whatever, wherever the the source material is, I was wondering wondered if in the comics he's a black guy, because this character oh. is very much in the way that Hollywood does not written as a black guy; it's just written as a normal person, because he never at any point goes "damn" or, or anything like that. Also, he's like he a, says he's booyah. A, yeah, Do you yeah. Again? Well, he exactly. That booyah. was the one bit that made me think. Ugh. But also, he's like a college-educated, intelligent person, which is just not how Hollywood sees black people. So I was just curious if the... It's obviously not written as a black character, in inverted commas, in the way that films do that. I mean, I think he is traditionally... Like, the the standard version of that character, I think, is a black man. But I don't know if he was originally... I don't really know all that much about Cyborg. I'm just looking it up. Oh, he's first appeared in 1980. He's probably always been black then. Comics were progressive enough back then. Mm. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that the char- the character shouldn't be black. I'm just saying that this is not a black character. No, I know. I, I, I thought the question was: was he originally white? And they just kind of said we could. Which is either a good sort of step forward, and they've written a character as a normal person, or it was just not written as that, and then they just cast a black actor. I think he, looking at it, I think he has always been the black guy, the character. Maybe he was actually written by a black person instead of a white person <laughs> trying ridiculous. to... ridiculous. <laughs> a black writer in Hollywood. Yeah, it'll be Stan Lee. Um... <laughs> Stan, Stan Lee out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit, is Stan Lee dead? What? Not unless he died in the last 20 minutes. And we I, I think he's it. died today. Well, oh, shit me, what? I think he's I think he's died today. Fuck. Yeah, like an hour ago this says. Oh shit. This is the first time we've mm-hmm. had live news on the on the <laughs> podcast. When this comes out in about 3 weeks, this will be big news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he's been dead for insert number of weeks. <laughs> this is now the Stanley Memorial episode. Three weeks, two weeks, one week. This is all right. We can we can make poor taste jokes because in three weeks' time, everyone will have had no, time okay. to get over it, so it's fine. Stan Lee, he's ninety five years old, and he has died today, <laughs> and uh, he had nothing to do with the film we're talking about. So 
No, but <laughs> no, it's still um, it's still the Stan Lee Memorial episode. This is the Stan Lee Memorial episode. He he did have some. He had a lot. He basically is you know he basically found like for all intents and purposes he's the man behind Marvel. Obviously, there's a, you know a lot to be said for the other people who were doing stuff as well. But it's you know mm. it's his baby, and that blossomed into the film studio that changed the cinema landscape. That. You know, to the point that DC were yeah. desperately trying to catch yeah. up and made this film. So, you know, he is directly responsible for this film. Mm. Or indirectly, I suppose, would be more accurate. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah but 95, just... good innings. Yeah. Star of Mall Rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, does that mean... Oh, no, that's... I was going to say, does that mean that awful appearance in Venom is his last um, cameo? <laughs> but I'm sure he's already <laughs> shot his appearance in Avengers... Infinity War 2. Well, didn't he do like a load in a row? Probably. So they had them like back. <laughs> they just up. put him on a yeah, screen just... and had him say some yeah. lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this will be like two pack. We'll, we'll have more material after he's died. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we nearly had this a while ago when we recorded like the day after George Romero died, but it's not quite the mm. same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there, there were a couple of times when we recorded and then the person died, like, after we'd been slagging them off. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore. I think yeah. I edited it out initially, but didn't I spend loads of our, like, very early Star Trek episodes slagging off Anton Yelchin? And then he yes. died before the episode came out, so I panicked and edited it out. <laughs> yeah, you really disliked him for some reason. Yeah, um, I don't like Anton Yelchin. You wished him dead, I think. I think you said, I, I hope he... <laughs> I hope he dies in a terrible accident before this comes out. Anyway, Stanley's dead. Stanley dead. So, <laughs> so where were we? We've, we've <laughs> are there any other characters we haven't really talked about? Oh, Aquaman. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, well, that's the one that we're doing this uh, episode's tie-in with because he's got his own film coming out, as well as fancying Wonder Woman. I also fancy Amber Heard, so she's she's part of the. I thought you were going to say Aquaman then. I was really. Yeah, I did. We've finally broken through in this well, two-year-long therapy session we've done going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, the, the amount of people I know who are, like, really intensely into Jason Momoa, like, really fucking weirdly into him. Really? I, I think, yeah, he's, mm. he's, you know, ladies' choice, Jason Momoa, they love him. He's a nice, he's got a nice body on him. Ladies' choice. The thing I is, he's... It's a, a certain type of woman he appeals to, the, the kind who goes yeah, for that if you like beardy, the bit of rough, beardy yeah. man. But um, my my prediction is, you know, <laughs> him and Amber Heard, the, those cinema screens are going to be a, a a real hotbed of hormonal energy. Uh, <laughs> Who's Amber Heard? I've no idea who you're talking about. She's Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's ex, ex isn't she? yeah, the, yeah. Uh, well, who who is she in this film that I just watched? Uh, Aquaman's ac- Aqua Woman that he talks to. Oh, the other to wo- the other woman minute. who he talks to under underwater. Right? Yeah, yeah. You'll have definitely seen her in Drive Angry. Yeah, we went to see that, didn't we, Alan? <laughs> I seen no, it. you didn't. I haven't seen Drive Angry. Did you not see? Did you not go to see Drive Angry with me and Calvin? I don't even know what that is. Are that. you sure? Nicholas Cage driving a car and William Fitner, or whatever he's called, standing on the roof, like adjusting his tie. I didn't think anyone went to see it. Calvin and I definitely went. I, I, I feel like you were there. You might not have been. Because for me, it was Nicolas Cage being silly Nicolas Cage. For Calvin, it was like cheesy throwback to, you know, shit film on purpose kind of thing. Calvin likes that. So, Well, she was in that. Uh, she had a very brief appearance in Zombieland as uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the attractive neighbour 
that dies very quickly and becomes a zombie. So, Aquaman, we don't really get much of a backstory here, which I guess they're, they're going to do yeah. in this new film. It's just, we know so, he likes it's just so presented to us as a, a man who mm. wears low-cut jeans in the sea. they established what he is quite well um you know in that i kind of assuming they roll with what they've got here i kind of know what to expect from him in 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 his film um slightly sassy he's the fun one he's party boy aquaman but i don't know quite how much drinking whiskey (laughs) i throw the bottle Mm. in the ocean i don't care if it's my home i'll litter but i I don't know quite (laughs) how much they're gonna stick with that or make him less um Less fun. I mean, I think he, I think Aquaman has always been kind of a bit of a, you know, bit of a jock, bit of a braggart. The, the, the character journey seems to be, oh, this he has to suddenly take things seriously to protect his home and all that. Sort yeah, of thing, you know. And I think they're going to do that exact they, same like, thing. Like Thor does that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's film, basically so. Thor underwater. I mean, that's a very similar character. Always has been. He was super two-dimensional in this film. Yeah, yeah, he is completely. I, and I, 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 I'm not entirely sure how good a job they're going to do of adding another dimension in, in his solo film. I mean, they definitely can do, but mm. I don't know. And, you know, I, I liked all of uh, the Ace Rimmer stuff where he was, like, riding on dead bodies down through the sky, <laughs> through buildings, and then just stepping off them. And I thought, you know, if, if his film's got that level of just insane action fun about it i'll be very happy i don't think it will i think it's going to be like completely different tonally in terms of how they put the action together well, well this this is one of the things with the dc universe is that they let Zack snyder kind of almost pick his tone or mm. like oh i'm gonna look at this color palette more grays yeah. and dark blues and then they've almost everything has been seeped into this yeah dirge of muddy images. Yeah, and it's, it's so weird. If, you, if you've if you seen what Wonder Woman's outfit looks like before the colour grading, um, mm. it's really bright and colourful. And, oh, and then yeah. they kind of sap all the... the they make it grey and dark and dingy, and it's like, oh, that's a shame. That was a nice, colourful image. Uh, you know who else is in this film that we haven't mentioned? One of my favourites. Uh, oh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Oh so god, yeah. Completely wasted. Is this connection to a Spider-Man? Is Spider-Man gonna turn up? He's the editor of the police force. <laughs> Don't be stop it. <laughs> Did you see the images of him like in the gym? Yeah. Getting prepared for this film. And he got <laughs> absolutely ripped. Yeah. Like yeah. ripped to the sausage. Yeah, it's, it's, and then <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. I mean Wears a suit the whole time, so yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. I don't know what they were like if there was something in this or something they filmed where he like got to do some action that just got cut. I don't know quite what. I don't know. Maybe I, he thought he was playing Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully, you know, they're still making a solo Batman yeah. film in this continuity, even though Ben Affleck seems to be out. I mean, hopefully, they'll keep J.K. Simmons instead of just going for a full-on cast mm-hmm. reset. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. What are they going to do with mm. that? How many times are they going to shuffle the deck? It's weird. Will it have another Just, Alfred? Yeah, but what, what are you going to do? Yeah, because you want a younger Batman now anyway. You've done the... You can do old, grizzled Batman. It can be done very well. This barely barely does any of it. They barely lean into the fact that he's a bit too old at all. It's bizarre. When they, when they announced mm. Ben Affleck was being cast as Batman, the whole point was he was going to be an older 
grizzled Batman who'd seen some shit and was kind of coming out, you know, towards the end of his lifespan as Batman. And they don't really do anything with that at all. Maybe they were planning to go there with him just being so angry that he kind of gives up on his morals and values in order to try and fight Superman. But they don't they do not do a very good job of conveying it, if that's what they're going for. No, they really don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a secret that these films aren't very well written, so I guess I <laughs> shouldn't be banging the drums so hard. I mean, the obvious thing to do is to have... Batman, like, find a young protege and train him up to take over the Batmantle. Batman Beyond. And then, like, he becomes the new Alfred, basically. And Alfred dies Mm. in some sort of emotion. Yeah, that's Batman Beyond. I don't know what that is. You're saying that as if I know. It was a cartoon. It was excellent. (laughs) It was part of the the DC Universe animated (laughs) thing they had going in the 90s with Batman the Animated Series. Um, It was a sequel show to that, and it was fantastic. It was really quite adult. It had a fantastic portrayal of Bruce Wayne as a kind of Clint Eastwood-esque grizzled old man who couldn't be Batman anymore, but even though he wanted to, and had to rely on like old man detective work, and it was fantastic. It was a really good show. That sounds good. And it's a shame that mm. they, you know, haven't gone there with the films yet, honestly. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's good that they haven't gone there with the films yet, and when they eventually do get round to it, which I'm sure they will at some point, it'll be when they've kind of figured out how to make these films without mm. making them suck. We've dealt with the characters. Where are we in the plot? <laughs> we est- we establish all the characters. They all get together, and they have they a big together. fight in Russia for some yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah, they have a big fight. Yeah, against Steppenwolf. All right. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not against end, each other. It? Sorry, you just, oh, right. you just jump right to the end. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> is that not where we were up to? <laughs> no, I was still dealing with the characters. <laughs> well, they have a they have a big fight with Steppenwolf before the end, and then they have another big fight with him afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go and fight him, and they rescue Cyborg's dad yeah. and all that. Yeah, And that's okay. kind of like, we're getting used to being the good guys. Now let's go do it again. But that was a decent action scene. That was alright. Yeah, right. that was pretty good. Well yeah, yeah. Although, I was <laughs> I was thinking during that scene, I was like, it's funny in these, in these films, no one really has any projectile weapons. And I was thinking... You know, maybe I know there's a lot of like, oh, there's honor in in hand-to-hand combat and all like that, but the villains don't have them either, so it's not like oh, Batman never picks up a gun and all that. Your Steppenwolf's from a million years ago, isn't he? Well, exactly. But I was just thinking, yeah, maybe it's just guns. more visual hand-to-hand combat. It's more visual. It's a bit more cyborg shoots lasers. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was thinking all that, and then Batman got into his bat- Superman shoots lasers. <laughs> Yeah, but Batman then got into his Batmobile thing and started shooting everybody, so yeah, that was that. Zack Snyder is a fucking idiot. It would have been better if he got in his Batmobile and like a giant boxing glove on a spring shot out the top of it and <laughs> smacked Steppenwolf in the face. And... <laughs> well, Steppenwolf had that weird axe and then never used it as an axe. Yeah. <laughs> like, he never chopped anyone, he just poked them with the end. <laughs> I was like, well, I have an axe. Like, he's not worked out how to chop down a tree yet. <laughs> he's just poking it with his stick. <laughs> he was doing the job. He, he was an odd villain. He, yeah, I mean... That feels like the sort of villain where you need some backstory. And I know they had a little flashback to show that, but... Well, you know, Steppenwolf is... My understanding is he's kind of a henchman. He's kind of a lesser secondary villain who works under the character of Darkseid, who is one of the big, big... He's the DC equivalent of Thanos, essentially. 
and mm. he's basically Superman's arch nemesis. And um, my understanding is when this was originally Justice League Part 1, if you remember, they were going to do, much like Avengers have, a sort of two-part thing. Zack Snyder envisioned this being, oh, it's the the henchman who's come to Earth as like a scout party and the end credits thing is going to be, uh, you know, Darkseid scooping him up yeah. and coming down and it's like, oh, now they've got to fight the real villain and that was going to be the second film. At some point in production, they were like, nah, we can't, like, like, you know, we've really just got to try and focus on making this one work as much as we can instead of making it a setup for another film that we don't want to get locked into making immediately. And, mm. and But they still threw a setup at the end with Lex Luthor and that Deathstroke. Yeah, but that's, that's a brand new... Uh, almost certainly Joss Whedon edition setup, and I think it's a very mm. um, it's a good setup for a future Justice League that's complete. Because cause the problem is Dark Side. It's like oh, that's just gonna be the same exact thing again. And Marvel have already given you the sort of everyone going up against one really insanely powerful guy story. And what Marvel haven't done is a, a team of villains yet. So it's actually quite a good idea, I think, for a future mm. Justice League to kind of... But the thing about this as well is... And the reason why Marvel did so well with, with Infinity War is because they built up such um, like a, a, a lengthy amount of films where they showed the backstories of the heroes that they could solely concentrate on the story of the villain. Yeah. And now DC are like, we're not going to do that. We're going to concentrate on 10 villains and have a legion yep. and you're like no you've not even i don't even know who the flash is yeah yet, you, or aquaman you know what as well um i think marvel typically speaking their post-credit scenes are really good at just kind of getting you excited and so on because they're mm. they're kind of they're kind of opening the door and saying look there's this extra bit of story we haven't told yet but it is it's a direct fallout of what you've just seen or it's you know revealing something about what you've just seen that you hadn't realized and yeah. here the post credit scene is more the further adventures of it's not really mm. very related to anything that's happened in this film it's it's kind of just that happened now here's you know the beginning of the next bit it, it's not quite it feels more divorced from everything else than absolutely than marvel stuff does but uh mm. yeah yeah, I, I I mean this film, eh? Mess. <laughs> um, Superman does come back, uh, which nobody saw that coming. They brought Superman back. I mean, do you feel like they made an effort to justify that in any way, or it was just like bringing him oh, back? Magic, magic cube. Well, uh, the thing is, again, I think that's one of the big, big stories. Again, Marvel have been largely mining their their big, famous story arcs for their films, and things like Civil War are big, ongoing parts of their comic history that people know, and DC have got all of these, one of which is the death of Superman. It's a very well-known um, story arc mm. that they did, so they were obviously... I think Zack Snyder's entire vision for this film, it apparently, or this film series, apparently spanned five films and was basically the death of Superman. But when it became apparent that he didn't know how to make a good film, sort well, of in the late nineties, <laughs> they sort of <laughs> took it away from him, and uh, so we only got this like weird quarter baked version of what we were gonna get. Yeah, so as a result, it, it doesn't work at all. But I, I don't think you're ever really 
the way it's presented in Batman v Superman meant to think, oh god, Superman's dead. Wow, that was unexpected. Mm. I think you're meant the way it's done. It's like, oh, he's dead. Well, they're gonna have to deal with that in the first five minutes of the next film. It's not like the Avenger. It's not like Avengers Infinity War where they actually seem to expect people to go, oh my god, they're dead. And amazingly, a lot of people are are going, oh wow, they're dead. It, it, it's. I think it's played a lot more knowingly that everyone's gonna just know that they're coming back immediately. I don't know though. It was quite bold how long they left it before. Yeah, back, yeah. Though. I mean, I did expect it to be in the first the sequence where they're getting the team together. I kind of thought that'd just be one of them in there. And no, they you know they operate as a Justice League for quite a while before Superman's the mm. big. Uh, oh, we need an extra member to to win. He's when he's, he's when in a sports <laughs> movie. There's, that's the same thing, isn't it? In the third act, you have to get a, like a really good yeah. player to join. Bring in the ringer. You know, I, I I enjoyed this film as much as a as much as a as much of a mess as it is, and it is a complete mess. Um, it feels like a really Frankenstein's bit of work assembled from various different ideas and visions and what have you. I I think it's quite amazing how well it works, all things considered. And that's not to say it works particularly well, but I think it's solidly entertaining. The the characters are fantastical and interesting enough. There's enough good performances and, you know, little fun Joss Whedon-y moments, good action scenes. I think it largely works, like I say. Um... I, f- I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Which is, I think, just comes from trying to do too much in, like, this one film. Like, even with the Wonder Woman story, like, we basically, you know, everyone she's ever known and grew up with was is murdered in one big battle. And we never get, we never see her finding that out. We, yeah. we only see her in the aftermath. And in the aftermath, the only thing we see her is her, someone mentioned Steve, and she's like, oh, Steve. I had I had a one night stand with him a hundred years ago. <laughs> over it. It was like everyone you know is dead. <laughs> Yesterday. Mm, yeah. I think if if this was a Marvel film, they probably wouldn't go into that either. But then we know we'd be getting Wonder Woman two that was going to pick up with that, and we'd see the ramifications of it. And I think that would be quite nice. Whereas here, we know we're getting Wonder Woman two set in the eighties, which is going to try and justify a bit of how she's come from that previous film a hundred years ago to this one but then given that she hasn't really evolved or changed very much as a character since that film it's going to be very weird to Mm. expect you know to see that there was this whole extra thing that happened because even even if her character her character journey is drop out of that world and just become an art restorer or whatever then that can, that is still an interesting journey in the sense of why has she done that? Does she ever use her powers? Does she use them for good? Uh, all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. And and plus, as someone who never ages and is you know kind of immortal, that means you can't really form long lasting relationships. You have to move on every ten mm. years before people start going, "You age very well. What's going on?" Um, so you know that's quite a difficult life to have if you're trying but to that's such it. an interesting concept yeah. and and it's probably better explored mm. in the old highlander film yeah, yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> than it ever is in here and and it's weird you're saying that the story works but i feel the story only works because there's absolutely no ambition yeah. in yeah. in the story it's mm. a very paint by numbers bad guy yeah wants to destroy the planet needs to get some boxes together um 
and then the heroes have to come together yeah. and fight and him. It, yeah. never never sold on the bad guy it's just not there's oh, yeah. just not no. enough there or it's just not developed enough in, in whatever way but yeah never never care about yeah, that he's a weak weak <laughs> villain you, you you think as well you know the villains marvel's brought to the table for their big avengers movies you've had loki in the first mm. one fantastic villain yeah. fantastic fun campy hamming it up performance um brilliant then i think thanos is one of the best villains exactly of all time i would say yeah and um, i'd actually go as far to say that thanos who's like got such well-defined motivation and personality mm-hmm. and is arguably the protagonist of the film he's in it, yeah. It, yeah again they've done a really fantastic job with him and you know he's menacing and and it, it just this this is just some big muscly guy and we we don't know mm-hmm. anything about him or what the MacGuffins he's after do and we don't care Mother. and you know, as much as the performance of the guy playing him seems like he's doing the best job with the material he's been given, mm. it's just weak material, isn't it? It's just, mm. yeah. He's not even particularly interesting to look at. He's just like a big, no, big guy in a suit of armor. He feels like a generic mm. video game villain. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they're trying to do too much. They got to establish some characters that you've never yeah. seen before. Mm. You got to yeah. the villain gets lost. You've got this whole bringing Superman back to life story that you have to deal with. Yeah. And so there's just no in, there's no time to do anything with anything in two hours. There's never mm. any real sense of threat. I think from the villain no. as well. It's, it's meant to be this huge existential mm. crisis that the characters are facing, but it only ever feels like. All this big bullies come; they've got to beat up. The obvious, yeah. the obvious threat. If the threat is, look, these things are going to come together, and then the whole world will die in some way. We we have no concept of that. We need some, yeah. even if it's just like a, a physical thing that's like hanging over everyone that we know it's there. But and mm. so they try and they try and make up for that by having, oh, look at this family; they're trapped there. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Oh, by the way, the world's going <laughs> in. Can you just take a couple of minutes to save this family of four that nobody yeah. cares about? And that just seems like a desperate attempt to try and make it a personal, like, you try and give it some sense of stakes. That just drives it home that they've done the exact same thing they've been doing ever since they got criticised in Man of Steel for levelling a city by mm. having the villain conveniently set the final battle out in, like, the most remote <laughs> the area. Yeah. <laughs> completely God. away from any <laughs> civilians. It, yeah. Well, that was it. You've gone through a whole film with no one has died or been injured, apart from the bad guy and his not very human henchmen. So we don't even have to think of them as living beings. Yeah. Would you both like to see like a director's cut of this film? I was thinking that when I when I watched this. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people have been calling for release the Zack Snyder cut, and I, I honestly don't yeah. think such a thing exists. But yeah. I would be very interested to see if, if they could be bothered putting the money in and the time to kind of complete his version. I, I would find it very interesting to see what he was planning to do with it. But I, do, I, I feel like I've got a good sense of what he was going to do with it. So I don't quite know. Mm. I, I don't know. That's not to say I think it would be good. I think it would just be a kind of oddity <laughs> of like, oh yeah. Because I actually thought the extended Batman vs. V Superman, <laughs> uh, sorry, um, was better than the original, despite being still quite poor. I haven't seen it. But... I know I ought... Well, no, actually, I don't know. I was going to say I know I ought to, but should I? It's, uh... I don't know. Probably not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> it is better. It's the only one you've or... seen, isn't it, Alan? The, 
extended. I accidentally watched the extended one, wasn't I? I was yeah. nearly, nearly <laughs> killed myself afterwards. It was so long. <laughs> and that's the better one. <laughs> Just imagine the original. When it comes to Zack Snyder, shorter is better. I, I do think the DC universe is in a really weird place now, though, because they seem to be pulling their shit together. James Gunn's been Hopefully. hired to make Suicide Squad 2, you know, and that that pretty much... Yeah, pretty much guarantees that that's <laughs> going to be a solid bit of fun, if nothing else. 7 out of 10. Hope so. I can't... Yeah, mm. I think he seems dependable enough at this point, I think, James Gunn. Though I guess he's been working with Marvel and their people up until now, and working with less dependable producers might not yield as good results. He is, after all, the man yeah. who wrote Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> and Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, actually. Oh, really? oh did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Robert Zemeckis isn't doing The Flash anymore, is he? Have they have they got a director for The Flash at this point? Or is that film just kind of languishing at the moment? Oh, I don't know. It's apparently John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are directing The Flash movie at this point. Oh, not those guys. <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? Um, I think they're predominantly writers. Yeah, they they directed. Um, did you see Game Night earlier this year, Alan? Oh yeah, uh, no, I didn't see it actually. I saw the trailer and all that. Yeah. Solid comedy, not particularly yeah. well directed. Not badly directed, just pedestrian direction. They directed that, and they directed that Vacation reboot, the Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase uh, thing, <laughs> where they tried to kickstart it with Ed Helms. Oh, with Ed Helms, yeah. That's not so great. I've not seen so it. So the comedy guys, then. Yeah, and they've written... Um, they wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, apparently. They've got screenplay credits on that. Mm. As well as Horrible Bosses 2. They're credited with the story mm. for Horrible Bosses 2. Oh, they wrote Horrible Bosses, the first one. So it seems so like comedy going guys. in a comedy direction there. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. at some point it was going to be... Um, the uh, oh god, what are they called the Lego Movie guys, the Twenty One Jump Street guys, Phil Lord uh, and Chris Miller, l- yeah. they were in the conversation for a while. I think these are like bargain bin <laughs> Phil Lord, Chris <laughs> Miller's from the yeah. It, so yeah, let's just do the ratings to the film before we forget. All right, seven, seven. Very generous. <laughs> Sorry, I just turned into Calvin. <laughs> I'm sticking. I'm standing by my seven from the review of the year. That is that is like the lowest possible seven, but it's a seven percent. <laughs> when I reviewed it last time, I gave it a six. I have knocked it down to a five, just because I was very bored by the end of it. I just think, forget it. So five. I thought I was being generous with a four. <laughs> I I aggressively hated this film. <laughs> It, it was like torture. Um, I en- I enjoyed how much I hated it, but it was awful. Oh, I quite uh, I quite enjoy it. I think I, it's a like I say it's a mess, but I think the action scenes largely work. I find the characters mostly interesting. I I like yeah, I like a lot of the little lines and I know I'm I know I'm in the minority there, but. <laughs> like like I said last time, I would only put this like one notch below Wonder Woman. I think it's about as good as that. Mm. But then I didn't think Wonder Woman was that amazing. Steppenwolf soul. <laughs> Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's more of a plot device than a villain, but you know. They had some good hits in the in the early seventies, didn't they? 
I like magic carpet, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that Steppenwolf? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I quite liked the scene you were talking about with the baton basically passing on the box. That was yeah. quite a good good bit. I, I liked the bit where he was saying to the Flash, just save one. I thought that was quite a good little moment. Mm. And then mm. that's about it. The Those one two bit bits. of like good leadership we see from Batman, actually. The one, yeah. the one bit of like mm. being a mentor. What, what about how blatantly Batman has makeup on round his eyes under the mask that he must put <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just paint them black. <laughs> Very theatrical, isn't it? Just, I, don't know. I don't know if it quite gels with the character as he's presented, but... Yeah. <laughs> Seven! Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing by it. Oh. So oh anyway. I'm going to I'm going to go back and listen to ones and anything that you've given under 7. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to be appalled. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we recorded one last night where like I think it's going to upset a lot of people that <laughs> one of the films I gave a 6 that <laughs> Well, Aquaman is coming out. And mm. judging from the scenes that we see of Aquaman in this film where it's just the Aquaman scenes, there's like one scene basically of him underwater. There's a fight scene which is very undynamic because it's all underwater and well, odd. And then they have to create an air bubble so they can have a conversation, which seems impractical. I don't think any of that's mm. carrying. I think they basically said, yeah, the Aquaman film's not going to portray water in the same way as Justice yeah. League, which is a bit mm. interesting of a problem for continuity's <laughs> sake. But I think they're just going to kind of be talking and acting normally underwater and in Aquaman, from what I can gather. Looking at Superman's moustache, yeah. yeah, I don't think they care about continuity with that top lip. Yeah, so, you know, I, I could see it working. I, I can believe yeah. the I can believe the buzz that's coming out at the minute, that it's kind of alright. I reckon it's probably going to be not as good as Wonder Woman, but probably the second best DC film. So what, a seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, solid seven. <laughs> what, would, uh, what would you do to follow up this film, Justice League? What would you do as Justice League 2, let's say? rather than a spin-off. Well, I just kept thinking about the cube. Hang on, is, uh, is Willem like, Dafoe in Aquaman? Yeah, he is. Huh. He was supposed to be in this, and then... Was he? cut him out. Playing, yeah, he was in the playing, trailer. Like, playing Neptune. Neptune. Is, he play, is he actually playing Neptune? Who else is he going to be? Yeah. Oh, well, fair Willem enough. Willem Dafoe in. But sorry, yeah, um, you were just about to do your... Uh, your well, idea. I was ju- just kept thinking of Philip Schofield <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on the cube, and... <laughs> Wait a him, minute, like... you're, you're referring to TV things, aren't you? We, we, don't, we, we don't watch daytime TV. Sol has a job and I don't have a telly, so... <laughs> I don't have a TV either, don't, don't tarnish me with that, yeah. Wait, that was... Having a job was supposed to be the more honourable answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wait, the cube... No, wait, I know what the cube is. They put someone in a cube and they have to like dance for money or something, isn't it? Yeah, something it's like really? all different challenges. <laughs> They have to do different challenges, and then they win some money. But it's in a cube. That's that's the selling point. They have to do their challenge in a cube. But I couldn't get past this idea, and then I thought of all different things. that So this could be a magical cube, and it could magically put mustaches onto superheroes (laughs) that, that don't have them. But then, more on a serious note, I thought it'd be more interesting to follow either Superman or Wonder Woman and follow them even further down the line um, as like you were saying before about everyone's died and what's happened to this person and actually over time have have they lost some of their powers and they can't control some of the things that happen. I guess that's probably kind of like a Logan. Logan, yeah. Okay, Sol, you're going to be the best equipped to answer this. So 
obviously at the end of this film, Justice League, we we have a setup that you know, hey, look, we're going to have more people here in the Justice League. So who are the people? Who are the characters that they haven't introduced yet that we we can look forward to seeing? Martian Manhunter. <laughs> what is that? I think I'm glad that got a laugh because it, it deserves it. Yeah, he's he's one of the big. Um, he's like the he's probably the Justice League member who like only just missed out on making the cut for the first film. He's I mean he, I think he is just like a Martian. I think that's basically all it is. Uh, is he hunt men? Um, is he a manhunter in the sense of like uh, Jar Jar Gabor? <laughs> he's kind <laughs> of. Does he actually hunt men like a predator? No, I, I, I think he's just kind of like very spiritual. <laughs> I'm a Martian man hunter. I think he's quite like an American, like a stereotypical Native American kind of vibe about him. Um, oh. I don't know. I, I think he's. I think he is just a. a an alien. I think his powers are to do with like phasing between realities and that sort of shit. But it's been a while since I've seen anything with him in. Uh, Green Lantern's the obvious one. I forgot. Yeah, to there were well. lanterns in that. In oh that yeah, fight there was a scene, reference to that in the. Yeah, mm. in is the it, are there? Thing. Well, there's yeah. someone with a green ring and, and that sort of. Thing. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that. it was in the that the battle sequence yeah. that was very Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. I mean, they're they're making or they were making a, a Green Lanterns film to be part of this world. I don't know if that's still moving ahead or what, but there's definitely potential to do Green Lantern properly. But they've they've done Green Lantern already, right? Yeah, it didn't yeah. didn't go down very well with, with Ryan back, Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I mean they're kind of the two big ones that you can expect to be set up in future stuff, I think. Okay, so what are the little shitty ones that are going to be funnier like Sally Squirrel or whatever? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um uh Hawk Girl Hawk girl. Yeah. <laughs> Does she have to have like a little mask over her eyes? Yep. Right. <laughs> so she doesn't fly away. She's kind of like Thor. Um, she's kind of like Kez. What I've seen of her, like they make up for her by giving her quite an interesting character, but her actual like super abilities and powers are just lame. I don't think anyone really cares about her. Um, Good point, though. We do need we do need another woman. Super well, mm. Super Girl as well is another one that they could oh, yeah, certainly um, add in. She's often a member of Justice League, I think. Catwoman that could bring back again, get Halle Berry out. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's someone. Um, there's like a, a. Oh, he's in that. He's on TV at the minute, isn't he? The Green Robin Hood man, Arrow, Arrow Archer, Ar- mm. Arrow, Arrow. I think so. He's one of them. Oh, the show's called Arrow, anyway. Yeah, and he's just kind of Hawkeye, from, from what <laughs> I remember. We need another one of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else is there? there there's, um, I think there's a character who's just... Oh, God, what? Oh, oh, Christ, what is it? There's a really fucking bizarre character who's, like, got power over gold or something. Give me a second, I'm going to have to look <laughs> this up. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> there was one voice by Herbert West as well. There was one voice by Jeffrey Combs who was really weird. Herbert, I was going to say Herbert West is a character in the <laughs> anime. <laughs> um, Batgirl something that could happen though at some point. Um, yeah. Is there like a bat dog? <laughs> There's Crypto the super dog. There is a super dog, yeah. That, yeah that's right. I think there is a bat dog who goes up against Crypto the super dog in various comics, but... I don't think he's typically part of the... Um... Oh, that's what we want. An old dog 
remake of one of these things. You know what? I, I would be so like Homeward Bound. That. Yeah, I would be so Wait a minute. With that. Did we do this quite recently in episode James Bond. Yeah, James Bond. Okay, we can't James really Bond. retread that same path then, can we? Or Cat just Justice League. Naming dogs again. <laughs> Cat's um, yeah. Granny Goodness. That's a villain. I forgot about <laughs> Granny Goodness. <laughs> What's Granny Is that goodness? a real thing? <laughs> yeah. What's that then? What's her special power? Granny Goodness. I think she's a Superman villain. She's often voiced by a man. She's often one of these kind of. I gotta call my mother. Um, I think she's just she's like an evil old woman who's got like I think she might be a um oh god what's Superman Kryptonian. She's she's like an alien species that's really powerful. She looks like Phyllis Diller. <laughs> Sounds great. <gasps> oh my god! I forgot Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> He's a big gorilla. <laughs> oh, I forgot Gorilla Grodd. I mean, again, he's more of a villain, I think. But um, he's like one of the Flash's enemies. Oh, Do you know, I won't be surprised. Yeah, it, now they've done the Planet of the Apes films, I won't yeah, be surprised. Andy Serkis. Yeah, because yeah. with the success of um, Guardians of the Galaxy, you kind of need a really kooky band of heroes. Like a raccoon. Yeah, yeah there you go. M- like kookier than, than the ones we've got here. Um... Oh, Hermes. I forgot about Hermes. Uh, Hermes is... Is he... (laughs) Come on, what are you going to... Manwich joke? What are we going to get? Come on. Someone who brings a parcel. No, I was going to go with the Futurama guy. It was just a bit... (laughs) (laughs) No, um, Hermes is part of the Justice League a lot of the time. And it it is just what they did with Thor in Marvel, where they just took a a Norse god. He just passes messages along. He doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's just a Greek god. But well, not demigod. What is Hermes? He's not a god, is he? He's like a. He's a messenger to the gods. I don't know if that means he's a god. Yeah. Or not. Jonah Hex. He's one of the big. Oh, ones. they've done that, haven't they? But he's normally alive in the olden days, so I don't think he typically crosses over with. Uh... Yeah, they did a Jonah Hex film with uh, Josh Brolin. He's done a lot yeah, of superhero he's... films, hasn't he? Yeah, he's good for it, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, Megan Fox was in it as well. <laughs> Remember her? <laughs> Any quirky ideas? What can we throw in it as a? What's, what's ah, the threat to the Justice League? Jeffrey Combs plays Question. Here we are. I knew he played someone <laughs> interesting. He's called Question. Yeah, is that he looks very similar to the Riddler. He's like a, a guy in a green trench coat with a green like trilby hat. God, what's his power? He's got like a really weird power. He's um, a superhuman thirst for knowledge. He, oh, does he have no powers? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's an investigative journalist. He has a special mask that like covers his face, so he like he has he's basically like completely anonymous. Um, he just looks like a blank like mannequin kind of guy. Seems like he probably doesn't have much in the way of a power. Reading this, so. oh no, here we are powers and abilities. All right, <laughs> acrobatics. <laughs> that's not a real power. Disguise. <laughs> that's not a real power. Genius level intellect. Hand to hand combat. That's standard. Practice. Will interrogation intimidation investigation. Will. <laughs> Dragon style <laughs> kung fu, right? He was trained by. Do you want to guess the name of who trained him in dragon style kung fu? Bruce um, Lee. No. Um, Ma- dragon master. <laughs> you nearly got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was trained by Richard Dragon. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, Dick Dragon. Pop- Dick yeah, dragon. popular. <laughs> Popular DC character Dick Dragon. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, he doesn't have any powers. These are all pretend powers. Philosophy, shamanism. <laughs> Weak- Philosophy. Oh my god, oh my god, guess what his weakness is? Guess what his weakness is as listed on the DC wiki? This is incredible. Eczema. I mean, again, you're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, I don't know. His weakness, Alan, his weakness is lung cancer. <laughs> what? <laughs> It just says, due to his smoking habit, Vic Sage developed terminal lung cancer, of which he eventually died. That is a weakness. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. I mean, this is this is pretty fantastic. I'm going to see what Batman's weaknesses are listed as. It's going to be like, death of parents. <laughs> It'll be like tennis elbow. <laughs> Batman's got one weakness listed, right? Single-mindedness. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Not a team player. Yeah. So yeah, throw some ideas. Come on. Superman dies, and they have to <laughs> resurrect him with a sphere. <laughs> or a rectangle. Uh, I think, what's, what's yeah, you need a better villain. I, I pr- I'd much prefer, like, a more down-to-earth villain. Let's, let's look at what we've got to work with. Let's assume this is part of this universe. What pieces have we got to play with? So we've we've, we've still got, got Lex Je- Luthor. Yeah, we've got Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor and knocking mm. around. So we can do something we've got with that. Two Jokers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Harley <laughs> Quinn. The Joker will automatically make anything better. So But the jo- the Joker going up against Superman is a bit of a no mm. contest, isn't it? Yeah, and it is a ju- uh, a Jared Leto Joker as well, which might do more damage than good at this point. Yeah. So maybe we should stay clear of the Joker. Um, Anyone going up against Superman is a no contest, so that's the problem with him. They could have uh, Justice League v Suicide Squad Dawn of the two-star film. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this gives us J.K. Simmons as, uh, as, as Gordon. That'd be nice to come yeah. bring, bring back again. Uh, I guess Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor could be used well i would i'm, I'm very in favor of getting jk simmons very involved yeah i, I think like being, be. him being a member of <laughs> yeah let's do it like he does oh, he mu- like gordon must have been in the justice league at some point in some incarnation i'm, I'm looking this up yeah like they put him in a robot suit or something yeah so he's got strength <laughs> there's a good story world here without the super people you know you got yeah. lois lane you got commissioner gordon yeah hmm yeah, can we can we do a film about Lois Lane kind of re- like dealing with the fact that alien life has been discovered? Oh yeah, and like maybe maybe there's like a big cocoon shaped spaceship in the middle of Central Park that she's got to go to and learn to communicate with the Mothman or something. <laughs> something that something like that Hawkeye could could show up. Yeah, they yeah. suddenly turn out to be exceptional linguists. You could do a film. You could genuinely do a film where Commissioner Gordon has to deal with like these non-super villains who mm. think they're really good. Well, the combo. the Justice. Yeah, exactly. Because the Justice League are busy like somewhere else dealing with a real like major threat. But in the in the meantime, the world goes on, and then this, this bloody Condiment King is holding up hot dog vendors. <laughs> all over the oh, it could happen God. at the exact same time exactly. that Justice League film was going yeah. on. I, oh, it. As soon God, as the Justice League that. are busy, all the criminals come out and go, oh, there's no one stopping yeah. us, let's get on with it. The police have got lazy. The idea of J.K. Simmons getting really annoyed because he's got to deal with fucking Clock King, just, uh, Clock King, Condiment King, and Calendar Man have all teamed up <laughs> to, like... 
cause <laughs> havoc. Well, this is why this is how you can get away with using those shitty villains because yeah. the superheroes aren't around, and it's just like Commissioner Gordon has to deal with them. You get Lois Lane for a cameo. She that helps big about gorilla. Some investigative stuff. I think yeah, I think Jake. Like right, let's let's assemble a team of here like characters for our film. And I don't know what we'll call we'll call it something team or something league at the end, but that that can come later. It's called it's called just Justice Second Division. <laughs> it needs to be Commissioner Gordon, as played by J.K. Simmons. Maybe in a robot suit, maybe not. But Lois Lane's <laughs> in it. In fact, can it be all the sidekick characters? Martha Kent. Let's get Alfred in there. I know that's two Batman <laughs> ones, but like Alfred. So we've got Jeremy Irons, yeah. J.K. Simmons. Cyborg's dad. Yeah, he's quite yeah, handy. He's all right, yeah. Um, Amber Heard. <laughs> get her in there. Uh, no, because she's got superpowers. Steve! Steve, Steve, yeah, Steve, turns up. Yeah. Steve! Steve turns up in a 1918 plane, and it turns yeah. out that he hadn't died at all. He just got sucked into a time hole. Did David Fulis get killed? He did, didn't he? We couldn't bring him back. Yeah. He's like a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a god isn't he he could come back and be like I'll join your team I'll join no I can't do his voice can't do it there's Eddie, Eddie Redmayne then instead we don't that's, know that's not that's not even Eddie Redmayne is it it's Ed Miliband <laughs> <laughs> same thing yeah alright that's that's yeah alright cool that'll do <laughs> <laughs> Chris do you want to plug your podcast again we'll, we'll stick it on in the end no <laughs> <laughs> the man has no faith in <laughs> listen to it everyone you'll be disappointed <laughs> uh, okay it's called spoiled milk yeah spoiled milk uh, spoiledmilk.co.uk if you want to find all the links to it and thanks for this guys it's been so fun that's alright Thank, thanks for coming and doing it It's it's been a yeah, pleasure it's been very good yeah, thank you very although much. If, if once this episode goes out I bet Stan Lee will be turning in his grave <laughs> Because of our ideas, <laughs> eh? I think. Oh, I think. I think this episode's what killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah.